tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle tōku ingoa. My name's Rochelle and I'm here today with Jamie Taylor and Amira Aman, who are going to be discussing mentoring for equity and what it means. How do you, as a kaiārahi, support your kai uru? And just to clarify, a kai uru is a mentee and a kai arahi is a mentor. So first of all, kia ora, Jamie and Amira. How, how do you support your kai uru to ensure equitable outcomes are possible for all tamariki? Kia ora. Uh, so we have a mentoring support at CORE and our service is called Hawaka Unia. As a mentor, we're known as the Kaiarahi and our clients, our mentees are known as our, our Kaifakauru. And so you'll probably hear us reference those today. And so really in our role as a, a Kaiarahi, um, it's all about our relationships, you know, that in any of our korero, any of our conversations, we start first and foremost with having a really strong relationship with that person because once we have that strong relationship we are able to really support our kaifakauru to really reflect on what's going on in their school or their kura or their kahoiako. And so once that relationship's in place, you know, I can see a, a few ways that as kaarahi we can really support them to really think about what's going on, what are the disparities, what are the inequities uh, that they've noticed. And it might not be about um, inequities in achievement, it might be about access, it might be about confidence level, could be, you know, a variety of things. And so a lot of it is around this partai that we ask, you know, that so in a mentoring session, what sorts of partai, what sorts of questions are we asking to really support reflection on particularly around whose voices are being heard, who is experiencing success and achievement or whatever it is that they're focusing on and whose voices are missing, who isn't for whatever reason, reaching their potential. So that particularly if we're uh, supporting Tumuaki or anyone else in a leadership role, what changes can they make in their context uh, to really ensure that there are more equitable outcomes? So that's around yeah, the part, the questions uh, that, that we're asking. And of course, the level of questioning that we can ask really hinges on how strong that relationship is that we've got with with that person. Kia ora. Jamie, could you share your thoughts around this? And also, I realise if we define what is equity for all learners, what do we mean by that? Yeah, kia ora Rochelle. Kia ora Mira. Just to add on to the kōrero that you shared there around uh, the building of relationships, I think is hugely important. Strong relationship invites process of wānanga, which is a chance for a discussion to be had and through that kōrero, some ideas, some suggestions, some really tangible steps that could be taken to invite some problem solving or some new avenues for kaiwhakauru, leadership, kaiako, sumake, etc. to go and explore. 
So I think, uh, yeah, the basis of uh, tanga and that relationship being really strong also leads into, I guess, some deliberate actions that kaiarahi can take alongside uh, their kaifakauru. And through that, I guess, that organic, natural exploration and finding out what works and what could be done uh, to create change. And to your patairan, that shared understanding or a definition around equity, Thinking about, and I think Amira mentioned it too, that ability to access things, uh, ability to to be able to really dive into the content or curriculum learning, skill development, knowledge, all of those things feed into um, equitable outcomes or the opposite, the inequitable um, struggles and trials that Akunga, the students, their kayako, and also their their uh, whānau and their communities are also faced with that as well. We sometimes hear those terms equitable outcomes, and we think it's only in relation to our akunga, the students. However, that equitable outcome and that striving for those possibilities is actually, I believe, for everyone around that learner. So that's their teachers, their whānau, their immediate family, but also their learning communities, and that could be wider than the school even. So that's probably yeah, just a, a few fakaro around my understanding of equity. And yeah, I think I might probably just to kind of summarise a little bit about how I yeah, support uh, alongside building the relationship with Kaifakauru and going through the process of wānanga to get those ideas. I also, I guess, in the conversations that we're having, a big feature of that is bringing awareness for the kaiako or the people in those roles. So that awareness around their own experiences as a kura, maybe their position in the kura and the influence that they have in enacting change and creating change, and also their awareness of the different avenues of support that they can draw from. Kia ora, Tirarawayata, Kōrua, Amira and Jamie. I was just wondering if you could share a story of what does that look like in real life? Kia ora, yeah, indeed. And I just want to respond to something that you said, Jamie, and I think this is really at the heart of what's happening in a mentoring um, kororo is that uh, we're talking about possibilities, that there's not one way of doing something. Every school, every kura, every kahuiako, they have their own their own context. And we're about in a mentoring conversation looking at what are the possibilities of how they could uh, be change agents to meet the needs of whomever they're supporting, you know, what their akonga need, but also, you know, the wider community. And I love that, that that becomes comes the essence of how it is that that we talk with each other what are the wide variety of possibilities that they could choose and what would be the benefits or barriers uh, for each of those as a form of exploration rather than this feeling of that they have to do it a particular way and the other thing that I was thinking you know that when I was listening to you is that if particularly if our um, kaifakauru are in a leadership role uh, that for them it's often about what are the systems or processes that are currently in place and whom are they serving 
you know, how are the how are the systems and the processes actually enabling them to get the outcomes that that they want, or to address the the inequities uh, that they see um, in their own context, and how might then again exploring possibilities of how they might change the status quo in order to uh, elicit a different uh, um, outcome for our Conga. But I really like your idea, Rochelle, of actually anchoring this in an example. And perhaps I'll draw on um, a kaifaka uru whom I've been working with for a number of years. And she's in a really innovative role. She's in a maker space. Uh, she's got her own classroom. Each of the, the classes come to her in a makerspace environment. Part of her role is role modelling for other kāko. They come with their class. She's role modelling uh, what's happening in the space so that the learning can continue once uh, they go back to their own classrooms. And what um, started off as being quite sort of pedagogical shift, the role modelling she was doing, um, a technical teaching for kāko for them to learn those ways, has now become much bigger than that. She's now looking at, actually, this is about how we view curriculum. This isn't just about what happens in the room when tamariki come over. This is about how are we viewing in our school, our curriculum, how do we want it to look? And so this requires a much uh, broader view into whose voices are being served now. You know, what are our Akongo saying to us? What are our whanau? What What is it kākou I see has been important? So now they're moving into this much more localised curriculum space of unpacking that. And so my role as um, Kaarahi has been uh, supporting her on that journey and it's really has, I mean of course it started with, you know, Whanaunatanga our relationship and, and being supportive along that, but now it's really really asking questions about as she comes into the space of examining uh, the curriculum, whose voices, how is she going to uh, collect those voices, who's going to listen to those voices and how is it going to shape not just what's going on in the makerspace classroom but for the, how does that sit within the context of the whole school. So it's an awesome journey and it's one that as Kaarahi I see that it's really holding space for her in her leadership role and asking the right questions at the right time. Had we jumped into let's look at your whole curriculum, you know, right from the get-go when she was setting up her makerspace, that would have been overwhelming for her. So it's about timing, it's about the right partai, it's about the right support, the right time. Oh, kia ora, Amira. Thank you for sharing, Jamie. I was just wondering if I could ask you the same part-time. Yeah, I think back to a kaifakauru that I worked with last year, and he was a teacher at a farakura, a staff of around 40 kayako. And he, uh, in our initial discussions, he had shared that he was feeling quite isolated. And so I guess that just brings in a slightly different approach here, but... That also brings in that mentoring can serve as a tool, a check-in space for well-being as well. And so he had shared that he was feeling a bit isolated. One, in terms of the curriculum uh, and the, the subjects that he was in charge of, but also in his space, in his physical space in the school. So that conversation and that initial sharing, quite vulnerable sharing too, started the conversation about um, how might you network 
how might you find other people uh, that can support you and so that you can build that um, sense of uh, connection uh, with other colleagues and with other people in his particular subject. And so he was teaching financial literacy and business studies and he really identified quite early on in the school year that there wasn't too much resource particularly for Farekura and also in Te Reo Māori. So that was quite a huge barrier for him right off the cuff. He realised that there was gaps here but also was a barrier for him. And so part of my support with him was offering some thinking tools that we could use to identify the areas of strength or people resources that he could uh, connect with. Some of the I guess logistics and barriers that he was facing. For example, most teachers would understand the time pressures. And so that those were some responses to the thinking tools and the, and the questions that I was asking him early on that helped us to map out where we could turn, where we could go, uh, what resource, resources could we point him in the direction of, and um, things like that. And through our kōrero, through our wānanga, he found, applied and became part of a an advisory group a pilot group to support the development of uh, this curriculum and some of the i guess the unique characteristics of a curriculum like that that was a really cool process to witness and to be able to support him through as well and it, and it i guess my role was being a person that he could check in with also being a bit of an accountability loop so when it came to some little tasks that we discussed, it was simply asking, how's this going? Did you explore that? So it wasn't too much pressure, uh, but it was enough to keep him accountable to, to keeping the momentum going. It was wonderful to witness and to hear that through exploring his own barriers, recognising that he's feeling a bit isolated in both his, you know, well-being space and also the, that subject matter space, that he found a way and, and then it also helped with connections and helped with some equitable outcomes for the tamariki. So they weren't disadvantaged with now not having, you know, resources. And I guess in the context of farekura, there's a huge bank of financial literacy resources, right? But they're not in Te Reo Māori. And so he didn't want to sacrifice that learning for his tamariki, for his students, his akonga, by giving them something in English. He wanted to uphold the mana of Te Reo and the tikanga that also came alongside the worldview around financial literacy and develop something so in essence the way I saw it was he was able to support his own growth but also support their equitable outcomes not only for his own akonga I think he was in year 9 and 10 teaching this and then the year 13 as well uh, but not only for those year groups but potentially through the that advisory group and that pilot group of that content development for many other akonga in those kinds of settings and contexts. So, yeah, how can you not be proud of something like that too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, kamutuwehi, that, that is brilliant. Is there anything else that either of you would like to add to this kōrero before we finish for today? 
I was thinking while you were speaking, Jamie, that this is all about self-awareness, isn't it? And that some of our kaifakauru come with lots of self-awareness about uh, what's happening in their context and, and what they need to do in order to be our change agents. And in some ways that makes our role as kārahi easier. Uh, but there are some times when we may have the perception that there isn't quite that same self-awareness. And what do we then do as kaiārahi to help support that awareness of what's going on? And I wondered, uh, Jamie, whether you had any whakāra around that, anything that you particularly do. Because for me, I it's a real balance. It's a real balance between the relationship that I have with that person and keeping that uh, sacred and strong uh, as well as being able to ask some more challenging questions in order to further some change in that context. Do you have any vocado around that? I think I've probably shared, just briefly spoke around that process of wānanga too. So a huge part of, I guess, my mentoring toolkit is is grounded in mātauranga Māori and principles from within tikanga that we can use to, I guess, draw out some of that kōrero. And so if I think back to that kaiako from uh, the Farekura too, we connected hugely through te reo. So all of our hui were conducted in te reo Māori, all of our communications and, and things like that. And so um, a, a big part, I guess, probably in that was we had a really strong and quite unique foundation to kind of explore and so we weren't always necessarily exploring just the educational realm and that kind of kōrero, we were able to branch off into other interests and other topics of conversation that strengthened and that we could also I guess look into a bit more to find other I guess innovative different types of solutions and actions to take and and so when I reflect on that I think that's quite even as a kaiārahi I think that's quite humbling and also quite challenging at the same time because as we know with the many people that we work with it's not the same thing every time and so that adaptability that that uh, consideration for you know what works for one might not work for the other. You've been listening to a Core Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Te nā rā koutou.